Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me leadership consultant, John Laredo. His website is johnlarido.com. That's spelled J-O-H-N-L-A-U-R-I-T-O.com. John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jen. Great to be here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's 2021. I thought I'd ask, do you feel different from 2020? <laughs> Any different? Uh, well, not, you know, it's funny, not from a few days ago, not really, although it's kind of cool to be in a whole new year. I think that's a good opportunity for people to hit the reset button, set new goals, get refreshed, put the bad behind them, whatever that might have been, and think about the good behind them and put that into the new year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that New Year's resolutions are overrated at this point, but I think there's something about how tumultuous I think 2020 was where people just really wanted to move on from it. So it's great to really, you know, be in a new year. <laughs> I agree totally. And you know what, the new year, I, I, it's an opportunity for people, whatever helps people set goals and feel better about setting goals, if that's a flip of a new year or whatever right. it is in my mind, is a great thing. So if it's a New Year's resolution that motivates you to set a goal you wouldn't have set otherwise, terrific. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give yourself some kind of catalyst, even if it's the new year. Let's just hope that you don't get a gym membership at the beginning of the month and then you stop going after a while. But then exactly. again, with the pandemic, it's like, can you get a gym membership right now? Yeah, <laughs> so, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky in my area. Um, we can, I still have access to the rec center, but you have to reserve in advance. And so they, they do like time slots um, and everything. And I'm like, you know what? That's okay. That's actually better for me because I get intimidated by crowded gyms anyway. So I like that. That they kind of spread it out in that sense. <laughs> time blocked, you know, you got a higher likelihood of doing it. You know, you got an appointment, you know? Yeah, yeah, so true. Well, John, um, you know, so you are a leadership consultant. Uh, for people that are hearing about that for the first time, what does it mean to be a leadership consultant? Great question. So I spent 20 plus years leading organizations and turning them around and realized that there are principles and leadership techniques that companies use and leaders use to turn around companies. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's learnable. It's not something that people aren't just born leaders. So I realized that the same way I developed as a leader is the same way I can help develop other leaders. And when you do that, you help impact large, large groups of people. So I focus on helping leaders become better leaders of their organizations, but also people become better leaders of themselves because there's mm -hmm. no way to be a great leader of others unless you can lead your, yourself effectively. You know, I really like that you say that. I don't know if it's just the generation that we're in, but it seems like when it comes to being in business, it's not just about the transactional type of approach to everything. There's a human side of it. There's kind of like, it's like, you're not just running a business. There's a, there's a reason why you're running it. Like, what is your purpose? What is your intention? Like, what is it the vehicle to? Um, and so I like that for you, it's more than just like being the best you can be uh, running your company, but it's also being the best you can be personally. Mm -hmm, exactly. And they go hand in hand. I mean, I've, I've worked with so many countless number of leaders and I've seen all, all types. I've seen leaders that are 
excellent at leading themselves and ones that are not. Mm -hmm. And inevitably, that ability ties into their effectiveness as a leader of their organization because people ultimately see that. They know if you're living your life out of alignment or you're Mm -hmm. saying one thing and doing another, they know they ultimately, and especially in this day and age, people's lives are much more transparent. So that's ultimately going to impact your level of influence, your level of credibility, people's attraction to you. Um, the better that you can lead your own life. And that's really, you know, the most important person to lead is yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that. I think in uh, 2020, um, you know, I think about like teachers who have to teach from home and like the kids are seeing like their living room for the first time um, or even just uh, employees like seeing their bosses like home office or whatever, or even their kids kind of barging in. Um, I somehow feel like uh, 2020 has really uh, humanized um, a lot of people and maybe the people who were uh, originally stiff, I think, and had felt like they had to hold a certain reputation. But there's that transparency, I think, that kind of um, was that kind of bred out of uh, last year. And I'd like to believe that in 2021, um, we're going to be a little more compassionate, I think, with one another and treat each other like actual human beings and ask each other the real question of like, no, how are you really doing? <laughs> you know, the days of the leader that knows everything and has all the answers and is a go-to for everything. And that's the leader really that is almost extinct. I mean, people want to have somebody that understands more about them and what they want to accomplish, not just the numbers and what result they're getting at work. It's more than that. And people realize that uh, the smart leaders realize that they have to, they have to be more empathetic. They have to show that some, some, some people are empathetic. They just don't do a really good job of expressing that, or they feel like they've almost got to carry on a different persona at work. But Mm -hmm. the most effective leaders are the ones that really are compassionate and empathetic and really understand the people that they're leading. Yeah, no, I love that. So uh, from my understanding, John, uh, you started your company about three years ago now. Um, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit, just a little moment of like what happened in that time frame. where you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to run this consultancy business. Well, it's interesting. So I was, I was leading organizations and it spent 20 plus years in financial services. And it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun to take an organization that was struggling and turn it into a, <clears throat> a winning successful one and grow that organization. And I saw the impact I had on the lives of the people in that organization. But then probably three years ago, I was at a conference. I was on a stage, maybe it was four years ago, and I was speaking on leadership, what makes Mm. the top 1% of leaders so good. And I was speaking to a group of maybe a couple hundred leaders. And I realized then, number one, I was having a lot of fun with it. Mm. And then the conversations I was having with the leaders afterwards, it was really impactful to them And I realized now they're in a better position to lead their organization. So here I am on a stage in front of 200 leaders, helping leaders become better leaders of other people. Mm -hmm. So instead of now leading my organization of 50 or 100 people, I now had impact over thousands and thousands and thousands of people. So Mm -hmm. really at that point was, okay, I'm super passionate about this. I'm having a lot of fun doing this and I can have a larger impact. Mm-hmm. That was a no brainer. I'm like, okay, that's the direction I have to go. So that's, that began my, my process of ultimately starting my own company. Yeah, I love how you, like you mentioned, you've been work- leading organizations uh, for you know twenty plus years now. And then what you had come to find when you were on stage is that you can inspire the leaders of these organizations to inspire their people, and you can really cause this larger ripple effect in a sense. And so here you are, you know, really primarily focused on these leaders to be better leaders <laughs> uh, in their organization. And like you said, it sounds like you're having a ton of fun doing it. 
I am. I, I, you know, I love nothing more. I'm, I'm obsessed with leadership and what makes the best leaders so great. And to be able to share the things that I've learned and what I have, the mistakes that I've made and seen other people make and help other leaders kind of shortcut their development and get to in three years, what are, where it would have taken somebody to get to in seven or 10, that mm-hmm. is huge. And I, I love, love to see people grow as leaders. Yeah. You, you did mention that, um, you know, back in your day in a, in a bit, three years before when you were leading these organizations, uh, you had found that there are uh, principles and techniques to turn around companies. And you said you've sort of uh, translate that to helping the leaders of today. So, so let's talk about that. What are some of those principles or techniques, uh, if you don't mind sharing, sure. that you like to teach uh, your clientele today? Well, there, there's a lot of them, but what I will mm-hmm. say, I will start with one thing that's most important, most critical is the people that you choose to bring into your organization or surround yourself with. And this this is not just even a leader of an organization. Just think about leading yourself in your life. The people that you surround yourself, those five people that you interact Mm -hmm. with most, Mm -hmm. they are going to impact you and your growth much, much more than you'd ever realize. Mm -hmm. So when you're building an organization, I see a lot of leaders that, especially if they're building a startup company or they're they're turning around a fledgling operation or organization, they're they're just trying to recruit people to their to mm. their mission and their their company, and they're not spending enough time thinking about the quality of those people. Because if I've only got ten people in my organization, every person I bring in mm. has ten percent weighting and influence. So if that mm. person's a B or a C person they really drag down the growth of my organization. If they're an A, Mm -hmm. then they really help it significantly. And most leaders don't realize how important that is. I've made mistakes early hiring decisions that ultimately prove to slow us down, our organization down significantly. So, uh, and when you hire the right people, you know it and you see it and it shows up not just short-term, but long-term. So, um, and it helps you attract more great people. So that I think would be one of the keys. Um, you know, there's there's many more, uh, but the other is just making sure that you're building the right culture and, and mm-hmm. what do you want that culture to look like? What do you want the organization to feel like or the team that you're leading? Um, what would be the expectations, the standards? So mm-hmm. a lot that goes into it, but those are a couple of key uh, focus areas. Yeah. I like how you hinted that there's like A type of people, A, B, and C type of people. Can you elaborate on that more? Maybe it'll help our listeners kind of be better at vetting, <laughs> you know, their teammates. Sure. You know, I think about, you know, the A types of people are going to be people that if you give them a task or a role or responsibility, they're not only going to do that, they're going to go well above and beyond the call of duty because mm. they believe in the mission and the vision of the organization. And they are people that really, truly want to grow themselves. So A people, there's three things that they need and want mm-hmm. when they join an organization. One is they want to grow. They want to grow personally and they have to be continuing to grow. Secondly, is they want to make an impact and a big impact to that organization. And then third is they want to feel valued. They want to feel like an important part of that organization. If one of those three things is not there, then they won't stay in that organization for long. Um, So to attract those people, the A people are people that when you're interviewing them, you're going to see that. Mm. You're going to hear them talk about what their long-term growth plans are. Uh, You know, B and C people, nothing wrong with them. They're just, they're more content with doing average and uh, they're more content with just kind of, you know, you give me something to do, I'll do it. Um, You know, B's will do it well, very well. C's will do enough to get by and, and, (laughs) 
uh, you know, just barely enough and that's it. And, and that doesn't really build a winning organization. Yeah, I can only imagine. So the A type of people are ideal. And so I appreciate you kind of breaking that down so we can kind of think to ourselves when we're vetting people like, oh, are they going to go up and beyond? Um, I was just thinking for myself, I was um, online looking for like a new virtual assistant and I tested out like four different people like at once. I gave them all like the same task. And there was one who went up and beyond. Like they actually went beyond like what I was asking for. And I was very impressed. I was like, actually, I didn't think of that idea. And so now that person is working with with me. <laughs> and so when I think of like the type A, uh, you know, kind of person to work with, that's what I think of is just the recent person I brought on board and, you know, just showing that extra initiative. And you know what, the other great thing about it too, when you find that A person, they'll be, they will protect your culture and your mm-hmm. standards. So they won't want to have B or C players join. So we've, you know, if you've ever played sports and been on a sports team, there's sometimes the, the athletes that you're with, the teammates, there's somebody or people that will, you know, call out other players, you know, mm-hmm. it's not coming from the coach, it's coming from the other teammates. And that's where, you know, you've got a winning team. And those are the A players. Those are the ones that they care not just about themselves. They care about the organization. They care about other people in the organization. Mm-hmm. So John, tell us, what is it like to work with you? Like what are some recent clients and you don't have to drop names or anything that have kind of walked through your, let's say virtual doors right now <laughs> and, yeah. um, and worked with you? Well, I work with people, a lot of the people I work with have gone through or either have gone through recently or are wanting to go through some sort of a change in their in their scope of leadership. So for example, somebody who has just gotten a promotion, somebody who wants to move up the ranks and move to a senior VP or senior mm-hmm. level or executive level or run their own com- company. Those are the people that I typically will work with. Um, mm-hmm. People in those situations recognize that they need to have great leadership skills. Uh, they need to be able to have leadership skills that allow them to handle this new responsibility uh, or this soon-to-be new responsibility. And then they also need to have the leaders below them or with them also have great skills. So I, I work with individuals, but I also work with organizations and teams mm-hmm. of people to help develop leadership skills. Yeah. Is there a particular experience or a client that you can recall where you're just like, this is why I do what I do? Yeah. I, I, uh, I had a client, uh, well, a, n- a number of them, but I worked with a client that was dealing with a very, um, it was a situation that, that could have very easily gone in a very, very bad decision. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, direction. So they were dealing with a kind of a complex situation where there was a merger. Uh, they had a lot of challenges with people. They had a lot of challenges with new cultures and adapting and trying to set expectations and standards. And it was really kind of a complicated leadership uh, dilemma, mm-hmm. uh, multiple of them. And I worked with this person for, uh, and, and still am, uh, for, for a number of months. And this person came out, out absolutely tremendously uh, successful with that merger. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in a position now where he has taken on another level of roles. So he got a promotion to take on even a larger scope mm-hmm. uh, because of a lot of that work he did with that merger. And that's all leadership. I mean, it was all making the right decisions. It was building relationships. It was setting expectations. Um, so that was really gratifying. And now to see him have 
handled a really tumultuous, tough situation, not only well, but so well that he got that next level mm-hmm. um, is really satisfying. You know, in hearing you talk, John, I think what um, I appreciate about these leaders that you uh, are uh, really coaching is that they they were smart enough to know that they needed that help. And I think every entrepreneur should understand that is like, you know, when you when you reach the next level, like you're going to need help to get into the right mindset to handle that level. And it sounds like you very much do that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And that's a lot of it comes down, you know, it's it's hard to be prepared for everything. So people mm-hmm. say before they get a promotion or move up to the next level, am I 100% ready? No, you're never going to be 100% ready. <laughs> there's always going to be the unknowns. There's learning as you go. There's so many different situations that you can't predict, mm-hmm. but the core leadership skills and decision-making ability and ability to read situations and adapt and be versatile. Those are the skills that help make sure that when those unexpected things happen or the new challenges that you can handle them well, it's putting different tools in your toolbox, so to speak. So you're prepared for that job when it comes or that challenge when it comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before I transition um, to probably my last question here, I just wanted to know, is there anything else that you want people to know about what you do as a leadership consultant? I think the biggest uh, mis- misconception is that leadership is either something you have or you don't. Mm. Uh, leadership is learnable. Everybody is a leader because unless mm-hmm. you don't have control over your own thoughts and actions, you're a leader, you're a leader of yourself. Mm. And leadership skills as an individual or a leader are unbelievably impactful in life. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, it's learnable. It's something you can develop. It's not a destination. It's a journey. Um, And it starts with just taking a step and learning just something and investing in yourself, working with a coach doing reading, whatever it takes, but start that process. Mm -hmm. I like how you said that if you have thoughts, you're leading yourself. (laughs) It's like if you are making decisions, you already are leading yourself. So you might as well learn to master that and hone in on that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that, John. Uh, Obviously, you're very passionate about what you do. So I have to ask, like, what do you do for fun? I mean, I know this is fun, but is there anything (laughs) you do recreationally? I'm definitely, uh, that's uh, definitely a big part of my life. I love to be very active. I love to travel. The travel right now is not overly, uh, you know, op- an option, but uh, I'm an outdoor guy. I mean, I love, I, I, I'm down in North Carolina, so the weather is is nice. So everything from biking to kayaking to uh, all kinds of outdoor stuff. Uh, I love the water and uh, I love just hanging with my family, friends and enjoying socializing. That's a big part of my life too. Yeah, I think that's incredible. Um, I think for me too, I'm learning to appreciate the outdoors because I have nowhere else to go uh, at this point. My husband and I actually got an RV for the holidays and uh, just kind of went from Virginia to uh, Tennessee. And uh, just because we were like, we were just like, uh, um, we're like, where should we go? And I was like, well, let's go to Nashville because we've just never been there. And then we like drove there and it was just kind of fun to be there. And unfortunately, we were there when the explosion (laughs) happened, um, but we were safe. We were totally safe. Um, we actually happened to be on the other side of the river and the bridge where it happens. And um, anyway, y'all can Google that if you want to learn more about that. Um, yeah. But it's just nice. It's just nice to be out, outside and, and good to hear that, you know, you're doing what you can to stay sane and healthy and continue to maintain that social life. Because, you know, at a time like this, I think it's really important to uh, find that balance, I think. You need to, you know, you need that outlet. You need to be able to do, you know, life is, you get one chance at life and you have to have fun. And I see a lot of people just, not enjoying life, not having fun, partly because maybe they're doing the wrong thing. Mm. 
at the time where I woke up on Sunday mornings and I'd open up my eyes and the first thought was, oh, I got work tomorrow. <laughs> and it ruined my Sundays. And I yeah. realized okay, I am not in the right place. I am not right. doing what I'm meant to do. And when you decide to be follow your passions, whether it's outdoors, whether it's traveling, whether it's a new career, that's where you realize life is meant to be fun. And it can be. And uh, you control that. Yeah, I love that. That's a good indicator to know if you're, um, you know, doing the right, like doing the, you're in the right profession or in the right space of work um, when you wake up Sunday morning and you're already dreading Monday. <laughs> it's like, yeah, maybe a good time to rethink <laughs> what you're doing. Right, definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, John, before we go, uh, for our listeners who are small business owners and entrepreneurs, um, any parting piece of advice or wisdom you want to share with them? Sure. Um, you know, don't be afraid to take risks and take a chance. Um, you know, you can, you can fail at something that you can fail at anything. So you might as well do something that you love. Um, I've seen people that have stayed in a career because it was a safe route and then they got let go. And then they realized, you know what, that wasn't as safe. So if you have a chance to fail or succeed, no matter what you do, you might as well do what you love and follow your passions. Do what you would do if you were independently wealthy, because Mm. probably going to be the thing you're going to really be happy with and you're going to be successful with. Yeah. I love that. It's like, you're going to fail no matter what. So you might as well fail at something you like. (laughs) You can fail. You can fail no matter what, no matter Mm. what you do, you can, you have the risk of failure, not that you will, but you can fail. So Mm. If you have the risk of failure, no matter what you do, um, don't just go for the safe route. Go for something that really makes you excited. Yeah, thank you for that clarification. And I think that's a profound lesson for a lot of us to you know, really appreciate and uh, carry on. Uh, John, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you so much for your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience, and I think just your overall vibe. You seem like a really cool guy. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. I've loved uh, talking with you. Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is John Lurito, who is a leadership consultant. You can learn more about him and his company at johnlurito.com, which is spelled J-O-H-N-L-A-U-R-I-T-O.com. Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com dot com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. 
Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.